Can you make money flipping houses in this market? Let's talk about it. All right, guys, before we get into today's video, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you get notified of our weekly videos. And today I wanna to talk about flipping houses. It's even worth doing right now because there's a lot of people that in buyer's market, when things slow down, and when a lot of people lose houses, they're, they're scared to pull the trigger or they're like, this is not a good time. Like, There's a lot of people on social media that will, will say that and pull back. So today I'm gonna to break down what that looks like and I wanna give you a couple strategies on what to look for if you do decide to flip houses in any market. So first and foremost, one of the benefits of a buyer's market is the fact that everyone's scared to do it, right? So when people pull back and when people are scared to invest because it's not a for sure thing, right? Which there is definitely something to that because when I flip houses, you know, especially right now, I just sold my last one. I am used to it flying off the market. Like a year ago, I would have had like 15 offers and you know, within 24 hours and this last flip that was by far my favorite flip that I've designed and that I've, that I've completed, it took six days to go under contract. And no, that's not a long time. And average days on market, it was like 60 days, which is all great, but it, it was literally one offer and it was over asking and I had all of these other people, but they couldn't pull the trigger because of the interest rates and, and everything like that. So it's nerve wracking because you don't know what you're gonna get. So as far as purchasing right now, this is the time in these type of markets where sellers are willing to negotiate and be more flexible and get better deals because of what's going on. So one of the benefits of being able to purchase in a market like this is that you have so much more room to negotiate. In a seller's market, they know it's a seller's market. They know that they could just list it on MLS. So you really have to just pick your hard right? Like, is it going to be harder negotiating or is it going to be harder to sell? But either way, there's going to be a challenge in both the seller and buyer's market. So in a market like this, in a buyer's market specifically, like what we're going through now, what we've been going through this last year, the key to making money and the key to making sure that it's a good investment is to know your numbers and to be super conservative. You don't have the luxury in a market like this to make an error of well, maybe this could sell, let's just try and see what happens. I am super conservative when I'm purchasing because I need to make sure that I have enough spread in case the worst case scenario happens. When you do enough flips and you lose enough money, you know that literally anything can happen, especially in real estate. One thing that people miss the mark on when it comes to investing is that it's yes, it's an asset, but it can absolutely be a liability. And this is where so many people lose money. Because think about this, you purchase a property at 200,000. Yay, so excited, I've got a good deal, right? The ARV, which is the after repair value of what you can sell it at is 400,000. So on paper, I've got a $200,000 spread. But now let's break down like what that looks like in renovating it. And I'm gonna show you a, a scenario of, of how it can go from really good to really bad that nobody talks about, okay? So 200,000, okay, this is a slam dunk right? It needs $50,000 worth of repairs. That leaves me $150,000. I mean, we can all agree that that's a good amount, right? Okay. You've been doing the flip for two months. You give your contractors $20,000 and nothing is done. In fact, the house looks worse than when you started. And all of a sudden the job is half done. So now you have to bring in another crew. You are out another $30,000 
Now, meantime, in the meantime, you're paying the interest only payments to your private money, to your hard money lender, and you're just out money at this point. Because remember, the equity, the $150,000, $200,000 is all in theory, right? Like it doesn't matter and it's not real until you sell the house. So you're just, you're out money. You just paid 20 grand, you're out another 30 grand, cost you a couple grand a month, like three, $4,000 a month in these payments, and you are nowhere closer to getting this sold. Now you're six months in and you're out $75,000, the house is still not done. Well, now you're, you're, you finally get someone in to, to finish the job, now you have to stage it. That's another couple grand. And now you put it on the market. Yay, it's done, it's on the market. And now it just sits there. At the end, we're just trying to get it done so you didn't finish it completely. Like there was like corners that you cut just because you wanted to put it on the market and it doesn't matter. And now the buyers are coming in and it's scaring them off thinking that the job's not finished or there's 10 other houses in the neighborhood and your house is just one of nine other houses that are available. So it just sits there. So now this amazing deal is just this liability because now you're just sitting there like, okay, I just spent all of this money and what am I gonna do? Because now I'm just bleeding money at this point. So what do you do? You reduce the price. So now your profit just keeps going down. You're still spending money because every month you have holding costs. If you do inspections and the buyers come back with a list of repairs, now you're having a contractor and spending more money for repairs and whatever wasn't done. And now you finally get to closing and you have closing costs and then you get paid. But at any point, if you run out of funds, at any point, if the house doesn't sell, now you're just out money. So understand like, that's just a theory until you sell it. And this is the trap that people get into when they're flipping homes. I work with lenders that foreclose on investors. So I see, I'm actually working on a project right now on a house that was flipped and that was on the market for four months that I'm reflipping because whatever. They didn't, I don't even know what they did, but we gutted the entire house, if that gives you any context. And he had it on the market for six months. And now he has a foreclosure. He's out all of that money. And what was a good investment, what was this like, oh, I'm gonna flip a house, turned into an absolute nightmare and money pit. So I say all that to give you context of like, hey, this is why this is so important. So this doesn't happen to you. Because if you go into it with the idea of the glamor of like, oh, I'm gonna flip a house and you don't know your numbers and you're not super conservative and you don't do your due diligence, you could end up like one of those investors that I'm now working on those deals because they lost it. Another tip that I can give you in a market like this that works for me every single time, and I know that I'm a little bit extra, like I own it. It is what it is. I love designing houses and I have so much fun doing it. I spend more money than any investor that you will probably talk to on designing these houses because I truly believe the details matter. But every single one of my flips I've gotten over asking has been the, has sold lowest days on market. Like I have set the record for the neighborhoods and there's a reason. I over improve because I do not want to leave it up to chance. I want to show the buyer like this vision and give them a product that they're excited about, that they're fighting for because they know how rare it is. In addition to that, the majority of the products that are out there and the houses that are available, they're not really designed. They're like the builder basic. So anything you do to the house that's extra, the buyers are gonna see that and appreciate. And in return, I get so much more on the sales price. So think about it. If I spend an extra 10 grand that some people might say, oh, this is not worth it. 
but my house sells within the first week and I'm making $20,000, $30,000 more and not losing money, like for me, that's a no brainer. So one thing I can tell you is that the details matter. Every single one of my projects, you know, I make sure that we have an inspection before we put it on the market. I go over and every single room is designed and the main rooms, everything is staged and the staging is complementing my design. So it's bringing it all together. In fact, you know what? I'm going to have them throw some of my designs on the screen so you guys can see. And if you don't like it, you know, just don't comment. Um, just kidding. <laughs> but I go out of my way to paint a picture because I know that that presentation matters. Like I know that I get one shot to show the buyers so I can create this momentum within that first week to get multiple offers. This last house that I'll throw on the screen, this one I was really nervous about, like really nervous about because I, I spent way too much. I had way too much fun with this, this house. This was a Mediterranean style. Oh, I would have moved into this house. But the days on the market, it was close to 90 days on the market. Okay. And this is in Plano, which is historically like moves really quick, but we were right in the middle of the highest interest rates we've had in a very long time. Like we were about to hit 8%. So my anxiety was like super high because even though I knew I had a great product, like I wasn't worried about that. I didn't want to have to lower the sales price. And I already priced aggressively because I knew like this was a steal. If this was any other market, I would be banking because people would be fighting and just giving me their money. I sold it in four days in my open house. I did an open house on Saturday and Sunday. We had over 42 people come in a market that mind you, a neighborhood 90 plus days on the market. And we had people fighting for the house. I ended up getting an offer 15,000 over asking. I set the neighborhood, like the appraiser. I had to show a whole list of things that I did because it wasn't even like it, as far as like it appraising, the appraiser needed to justify the higher offer. So that's the difference. And I was a mess the entire transaction because I was like, oh my God, what if they don't appraise? What if this, that, or whatever? But we did it, right? And because of those details. So all of this to say, is it a good time to flip houses? It always is a good time if you buy right, if you know your numbers, and if you do a good job, you can always make money. All right, guys, don't forget, free class that's coming up, one hour introduction to pre-foreclosures. I'll put all of the links in the description and let me know, I mean, what you thought of the houses that I just showed you and your biggest takeaway. And I'll see you guys next time.